Okay, so we've been talking in the last couple of Vaden about the extreme importance for a person to know that he is a Tselem Elohim and that a person is very unique and he has a certain tafkid in life that's irreplaceable by any other human being in the world. And it's extremely important for a person to know his importance as being an Evan Hashem. And Kaviyochal HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him a job to do in the Malchus that's very unique and special to him. And being that that's true, that creates by the person two things. Number one, it creates by him a big achrayas to focus on his work. And he understands that the all of his personality and all of the circumstances of life that he's in are all part of the mission. So he has doesn't get sidetracked and he's able to appreciate his milas and understand that those are all kalim favoida. And even the difficult challenges in his life, he realizes that those are all to bring out his tafkit. So it's a very important thing. And even more important, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu made him, that means he believes in him. And if he believes in him, that means he has koyach. And if he has koyach, that means he can overcome the challenges in life. So it's very empowering. And it's very mechai of a person to grow. And every day is a very important day. Because each day has its work to do. Just like an Eved, who goes before his master and he gives him a list of what needs to be done for the day. So therefore, we have to realize that the shachras of today is not the same shachras of yesterday. The shachras of today was achieving something in the world that the shachras of yesterday was not. And therefore, every day is new, every day has its own avoider, etc. All these type of concepts are all built into understanding the erich atzmi, and the bitochen atzmi. The reason why he can believe in himself is because vayig baliboy bedarke Hashem because he has siyata deshmaya. Good. We also spoke about in quite a few of the vaden that it's extremely important that people recognize the uniqueness and the chashivas and the covet of others. And we explained barichas. That there's two things behind that. Number one, in order for a person to actually grow, is if other people could machshiv his avoida. If people could respect his avoida, that's a very key point. Not only his qualities, but they can respect his struggles as well. Because when a person has a struggle and he overcomes challenges, he's actually achieving things in the world. Even if a person is struggling with the lowest of struggles, he's being tempted with the lowest things in the world. And yet he has to overcome those challenges. That makes him great. So even from the low places, you have to be machsh of people in their struggles. It's very important. Number one, it empowers the human being. It's an extremely important thing. Kenzain, Efsha, we could say that's the reason why when a Chosel and Kala get married, 
that the minig by the Sheva Brochus is to speak out the Milos of the Chosan of the Kalim. Why is that? Because they're embarking on a major journey and a major mission of building a portion of Klal Yisrael. And it's as important to them as it's as important to them, it's as important to us. So for them to realize that we're machshiv their work and we're trying to express to them the kalim that they have to make the work. That's a very big inya, a very important inya, right? Secondly, when we are machshiv people in the uniqueness of their avoidah that's tailor-made and special to them, we can learn from them. That's imlach dechaverecho. You have to make your friend a melech. Because now, in this prat, he's bigger than you. So in this prat, he's bigger than you, you can learn from him. So it's very, very important that a person should be machshiv and machabit other people. Extremely important. Now, this is all regarding a person himself understanding he has a big responsibility and the people being machshav is mild. The problem is when people want kavod, that's the issue. That we have to analyze. We have to analyze. This is a very important thing. Why can't I look for people to be machshav my achievements and my avoid? Right? This is a very deep point. We see in Avodah Hashem, extremely deep point, that sometimes it's a one-way street and not a two-way street. For example, okay? The halacha is, if somebody gives you some good, someone is, gives you, is native to you, you have a chiyuv of what? Hakarat atov. You have to be thankful to him, right? And not only say thank you, it creates by you a shibud. That you have to be able to return the favor. And you have to live with that reality your entire life. You don't just pay it off and walk away. Big, big avoida karasatoy, which is obviously not the vad of today to explain this avoida and all its parts, but it's a massive avoida. And according to Chavis Alavovis, the work of Akarasatoiv is the foundation of Avoida Sashem. But if you can't be maketoif to people, you can't be maketoif to Hashem either. Klal Godel in Hilchis Midas. A person can't have a bad Midas clapping people, but when it comes to Hashem, he has a good Midas. No, the Midas, the Midas. So if he has a bad Midas that he can't be maketoif to people, then he cannot be maketoif to Hashem either. It's, a, it's one Midas. It goes across the board, right? But at the same time, the Chayvitz Alvava says that you have no right to expect Hakar Satayv. When you give somebody, it's a one-way street. You have no right to expect it. And the Chayvitz Alvava opens up a very philosophical approach to this problem. Why? Because on one hand, you cannot help anybody in the world without the permission of Hashem or the ability of Hashem to help make it work. It's not going to happen. So ultimately, the result of your hatava was only from Hashem, not from you. So who are you to take credit for that? You understand? But that poses a big problem. Because if I can't take credit for it, 
So then why does the guy thank me? He should thank Hashem. You understand? So this is a deep thing. I'm not going to talk so much about Akar Satayv today, but it's a very deep thing how two people in the same exact action have two different avoiders. The person who received the Atava has an avoider to be Makir Tov. The person who gave the Atava has to run away from asking for Akar Satayv. So in the same action, two people have two totally independent work to do. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. We see that in a lot of times. This is really the deep, deep understanding of what it means. Odom la'omal you, Lord. says about Avodah Hashem that it's a big work. Why is it so big work? One of the deep understandings why it's a big work is because you have to constantly live in his boiliness of contradictions. It's not just a clear one-way street. It's very unique. For example... If a person hurts you or does something against you, right? You have your avoider. Loti kom veloti You have to see it as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu hit you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who hit you. Nobody can hurt you or help you and do anything to you without HaKadosh Baruch Hu's involvement. So you have to see it, that it's a message of Hashem Kileloti, David HaMelech says, right? But the guy who hit you, he has a different avoid. He has to feel like he hit you, because that was his Bechira. Again, each one of these things are massive sugis, because they don't seem to match. The steers, they're like steers. They don't seem to match. But the point of avoid Hashem is that in the same exact scenario, different people have to see different parts of it, right? So COVID is one of those things. You're mechuyiv to be bechabed me, but I'm mechuyiv to run away from the COVID. And the way I have to think about that is, in multiple ways. I have to think, number one, that even what I did achieve, and even what is my yes unique quality, is a gift from Hashem. It's nothing to do with me. It's a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's an opportunity. It's supposed to humble me that HaKadosh Baruch Hu picked little old me to do something special in his Malchus. So it's supposed to humble me. So my focus is I don't deserve honor. And even more so, if I would be Teveya honor, it runs away from me. Why is that? Because you're saying you deserve it? Well, let's scrutinize your deeds and see if they're actually so perfect, right? So on my angle, the receiver of the covet always has to feel that his avoidance Hashem is still not complete. And it's not deserving of honor. So even what he achieved was a siyata de shmaya. The fact that he has these unique qualities and koiches and unique and avoida should humble him. That he was appointed by Kodesh Baruch Hu to do a job fasha. And I have to think that I talk and don't deserve covet anyway because it's inadequate. There's a lot more to do and it's far from perfect. But yet, at the same time, the outsider has to recognize my qualities and he has to see it, not in a way that do you deserve it. 
He has to see your achievements. And he has to respect that and learn from that. So it's a very deep uh, problem we're dealing with, how there's like contradiction in the, in the thing itself, right? It says in Chazal that if the whole world tells you you're a tzaddik, don't take it too seriously. What's the Oymik Advarim? The Oymik Advarim is that a person, the way the nature of man is, that he likes to go to sleep. When he feels that he's done and he achieved, he's now done his work. So if you tell me that I did good, so now I forgot that there's still more to do. I forgot there's still a Yetzirah out there trying to get me. Avoid goes further, continues, it's continual. Yetzirah never goes to sleep, right? So it's extremely dangerous for a person to allow the covet to go to his head and to feel like he already completed his mission in life and to feel that he deserves honor. But at the same time, you have to give it to me. You understand? So it comes out that it's not the pshah. This is a deep point. Covet itself doesn't make people go haywire. You can give a rabbi covet. He's getting covered all day, and you're machuyev to give him covered. But it's his decision if he should take the covered to his head and ruin him. So it's not considered like you fed him something poisonous. There's another step. He has to take it to his head. And you're doing your chiv. You do what you have to do in order to grow, because if you recognize people on their milas, you'll be able to grow from them. And the person who's receiving the covered has to see that he doesn't deserve the covet. Each one has their avoider in the same thing. It's a very deep concept. And avoider Hashem, that's why a person has to live constantly with his boyness. Constantly. He can't just go on autopilot. He has to live with his boyness. Okay? So, but the Basil Hashem says there is a grave danger. Since at the end of the day, your avoider is your chashivas. And at the end of the day, people have to be machshiv avoider. You run into a grave danger. So the way you have to deal with that danger is in two ways. Number one, to make the calculations that the one who's receiving the covet is mechuyiv to make those calculations, like we mentioned before. And the second thing is to actually run away from the honor. Your job is to run away from it and say, I don't really deserve this. So each one has their avoid. Okay? So that was the subject of COVID, obviously. We're going to go into the subject way more. Not today, because there's a whole chapter, which I hope to get to. It's like a fascinating chapter. It's a type of chapter, when you get in, you don't get out so fast. You know what I'm saying? It's called Midas Ha'anova. Okay, so that's a couple of prokem later on. The Masil Sishar of Chavbeis, of Gimel. Those are where the Masil Sishar is going to talk very, very much about the nature of man when it comes to Gaiva and COVID. We're also going to have to refer back to Perak Yud Aleph where the Masil Sishar goes off on a tangent over there and talks about COVID. There's a lot to learn still in the Sugya. A lot. But we had to touch the sugi a little bit in order to understand the basic fundamental of what the Masil Sasharim is saying here.
Okay? So we're going to move on, believe it or not. And we're going to read something inside. Okay? So this is what we're up to right here. Another big sight. <clears throat> we're up to the paragraph. Okay, you see that, you see that paragraph? If you forgot where we were up to, see it? So, we want to know how do we come to have tahara, pure intentions, when we do avoid the sashah. He who ha hazmono. A person has to prepare himself prior to doing the avoidah. He can't just come to Shachrit and start praying. Or he can't start doing a mitzvah. He has to think first. He needs time. Okay? He can't just suddenly... Just do the mitzvah. She'en daitoi adayin miyusheves olov, where his mind is not calm. Yechoyul is boyin b'mashu oisa. He doesn't have time to think about what he's doing. Eliyazmin atzmoi ledova v'yachin liboy b'mitun. He has to designate himself to do this avoda and prepare himself with a calm mind. Achit kanes with boninut, va'az is boinin mahu hoylech lasos. What he's about to do, the the unbelievable thing he's about to do. Velafnei mihu hoylech lasos, and in front of who is he doing it? Sharebi kanso beiyun hazeh. When he enters this analysis, this deep analysis. It'll be easy for him to throw off the external uh, intentions. Okay, so let's stop here for a second. We see from here a massive yesoid from the Masil Sashar. And that is the difference between the way our body works and the way our neshama works, okay? The way Kedusha works, and the way Tuma works. Our body has natural instincts, okay? The natural <coughs> instincts work on its own, without having to be activated through the process of thinking. You see something, you desire it, your body is already responding. So when it comes to divrei chol, a person doesn't need to have hachana. Everything in that world is no preparation necessary. When it comes to the world of kedusha, okay, it's very important point. What's going to kick in right away? Whenever you're about to do something of holiness or anything that you want to do, you want to eat, you want to drink, you want to get married, you want to do avodas Hashem, whatever it is. What's the natural instincts that are going to come right away? The always the natural instinct is going to be the selfish instinct. That's always going to come, boom, automatic. 
In order to come to Kedusha, it needs to have work. Kedusha doesn't come with instinct. It needs to make it work. Even big tzaddikim, we're going to learn now, Hasidim Arishonim, great Hasidim. Since they are in a guf, they're in a body, the body always comes first, jumps in first. And they have to make it work to overcome that. The Goyim talks about it, actually, in Megillus Esther. We were talking before that maybe we're going to make Vaden, learning Megillus Esther, as Purim approaches. The Goyim talks about this in Megillus Esther. This concept that Kedusha needs Hachon. It's a very important thing. And a person has to be very aware of that. I want to tell you, Mori de Kazakh. Big thing. There's a book called Cheshben Anefesh. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It was in the time of Rabbi Shol Salante. Very deep, safe. Okay? In the Hagdoma, there's like a, a, some type of Hagdoma that was written later on, years later, by Rabbi Isaac Sher. And he says very deep this over there. But one of the points that he mentions is a fascinating thing. A person has to know, we're talking about pure intentions, right? And here's a tricky point that he brings up, okay? You got to get this clear. Let's say, I want to, I decide I want to open a yeshiva, or a koilo, right? It's big, right? So the way the human being is going to work is like this. How do you know if your intention is pure or not? So Rabbi Isaac explains that the way the person works is like this. It's a very deep point. His first thought is his true thought. Then he starts to spin and justify. Right? So let's say I'm thinking to myself, Aha, a koilu. That's a good thing to do because, you know, I'll be able to marry off my kids. They're the, the daughters of a Rosh Koyal, you know. And then I can have a seat in the Moetzas. I don't know what, you know. Or whatever. It's a good way to make a living, you know. You can get some respect. Right? It can be a fleeting moment, but it's a quick thought. Why personally you gain from that thing? Personally. Now, a person doesn't want to stay with that thought because it's going to sound like a chaza. Right? So what happens? His mind starts to spin. Right? All of a sudden, he starts to build a ganze sugye from greatness. The great mitzvah he's doing, right? And then he starts to convince himself that he's doing it for the right reasons. Isaac says the first thought is always the true thought. Everything else is the spin. But the true thought is always the first thought. So the way we explain it is that's normal that if you don't make hachona, before you go to do something, what's going to happen is your first thought is going to be self selfish. And then even if afterwards you start spinning, it's not the pshat is that you changed it on it's not like you change, you did tshuva, you change. Now you just justify. That's a deep point that Rabbi Isaac is saying. Follow? It's a very deep point. It's an unbelievable deep point. So that's why you need to have a chana. Now, if a person realizes this, 
And then he says, one second, one second, stop, put the brakes on. What was my first thought? So if he realizes the first thought is treif, doesn't mean that he doesn't make the kail. He has to first learn Musa. And he has to realize he has to do it L'shem Shemayim. And he has to back away from that. But the point is, it's impossible to make any avoidah without first hachona, which is really the purpose of the berachot that we say before we make a mitzvah. Why do we make a brach? One of the inyonim of the brach is Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu. We're selling back the the mitzvahs now. Melech Olam Shekinishanu. So the bracha, if you think into the bracha, the bracha itself is the hachana. The bracha itself is supposed to knock out all your ulterior motives and gives you the focus. We don't do that. We just read the bracha like ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. But we miss the boat. But Avada, the Mesir Zisharim was saying, the more persons make an atzmoy, to go over his instincts, that's the way he's going to be able to approach. Okay, we have to stop here for today.